0: Good morning, everybody. We are in Colossians chapter 2, and um, Paul is speaking to this young church and trying to keep them from being distracted and led astray by false teachers, because they're everywhere, false teachers. And uh, so Paul's trying to keep them kind of on point and focused on what's most important, because they they have this sort of fear of missing out. Are we are we missing something? Is there and so they're being influenced by the Colossian heresy, which is we don't really know exactly what that is, but they were clearly there was a a uh, uh, heresy that was kind of tempting them to lead it to be led astray. It was a sort of a mysticism new agey see new age is not new it's been around forever it's this idea that you just get some secret knowledge you don't really need jesus you just need the secret knowledge or wisdom or insight or spiritual intuition you know like a lot of celebrities have I mean, not to dog any celebrities but you know what i'm saying like some of those celebrities like, you don't need jesus you just need the secret wisdom and spiritual stuff well that's how it was with uh, in colossi in the first century you don't need jesus you just need this you know spiritual stuff and um and that's all you need you know you don't need you don't need to be talking about you just could dispose of Jesus just get the wisdom well um paul writes this letter to encourage this church to encourage them so good morning everybody let's do this we're going to start at colossians chapter 2 verse 1 he says i want you to know how hard i am contending for you And for those at Laodicea. And for all who have not met me personally. See, remember we mentioned that Paul never had actually been to this church. Paul didn't start the church in Colossae. Epaphras did. And um, so, verse 2. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart. I'm preaching on encouragement this week. So be might be talking about Colossians chapter 2, guys. I might just be I might just preach on Colossians chapter two next this Sunday. And you guys will be way ahead. You'll be like, we already heard this because we pray in the morning. <laughs> you rascals that just go on Sunday, you, this is new to you. But we pray on Sunday. We pray every day. And we are we because we pray in the morning, we already know this. And you would be right, actually. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Chapter, or verse 2. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart. I want to warm their little hearts and united in love. So that they may have the full riches of complete understanding. So he wants them to be encouraged. What is encouragement? Encouragement is because... Basically, it's giving someone courage. It's giving them the it's it's lifting their spirits. So Paul wants to encourage their heart. He wants them to be united in love and that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God. Paul's like, we ain't trying to keep nothing secret here. We want you to know the mystery of God, namely, who's the mystery of God? Christ, in whom? in Christ in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So Paul's like, hey, if you want to search for wisdom and knowledge and treasures, that's fine. But they're all found in Jesus. They're never found outside of Jesus. Man, I mean Paul all the time. You know, you have two. They don't really want to talk about Jesus. I don't know. I don't want to really talk about Jesus. I want to just grow spiritual. I just want to I want to be spiritual. I just want to be in tune with nature. I just want to be Centered. They want to talk about all these things. And Paul is saying, you can talk about all those things, but if you want to be centered, be in Jesus. If you want to know about spiritual things, know Jesus. If you want to be one with creation, know Jesus. Burning incense and yourself <laughs> ain't going to do it. like everything we actually desire is in Jesus. That's the big that's the oldest uh lie of the enemy of the devil is to find think to try to te- tell us that we can find spiritual reality outside of Jesus. No. It's in Jesus. I know sometimes smart people they think they outgrow Jesus. I'm just, you know, I, I Jesus was good when I was a little kid. You know, Sunday school when I was a little kid, I I really liked Jesus and I liked the the Kool-Aid too. And the cookies were nice. And then, uh, but once I got, once I got to older, I just, you know, I just needed something a little deeper. No, no, you don't ever outgrow Jesus. So you, you, you're getting a little too big for your britches right there. You don't ever outgrow Jesus. Jesus was the smartest person to ever live. So you ain't smarter than Jesus. So, <clears throat> in him, in whom, verse 3, in whom all the hidden treasures of wisdom are, are in all, let me try again, in whom all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. It's in him, verse 4. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you. With fine-sounding arguments. Look, look, look. Here's what happens. Here's what happens, guys. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? Y'all, y'all know this. Y'all know this. But this is what happens. When you start going through a difficult time and you get desperate. Now, I'm talking about desperate. I'm not talking about like, ah, I just had a bad, you know, wh- you know, I need a little nap between one and three. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you're going through a hard time. Someone in your family is sick, near death. You're going through a, a crisis in your life. You get desperate. Now, desperation can work for our good. It gets us to move, move, it gets us to search. But it can also be we're also very vulnerable during times of desperation because we latch onto things. And sometimes the things we latch onto are superstition, right? We latch onto rabbit's foots and we rabbit, rabbit's feet. <laughs> we, we latch onto them little rabbit's feet. And they trying to hop around. Never mind. We, but we just holding on to their feet. Anyway, that's what I'm saying. Well, you get what I mean. Like we just latch on to things. And the other thing, we got, we, we we're get, we susceptible to fine sounding arguments. Do you know there are lies that sound great? Listen to what I'm saying. There are some lies. They They sound amazing. The only problem is. They're not true. (laughs) People believe lies because they sound good. The only problem is they aren't true. And sometimes when we're desperate, we can latch on to these, as Paul says, fine sounding arguments. They sound great. All you need to do is X, Y and Z. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but it's wrong. So Paul's teaching this young church. He's like, I want to keep you encouraged. I want to make sure that you stay on track, that you aren't tripped up by or deceived by fine sounding arguments. Verse five. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in the spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. I want to see you persevere through this. Sometimes that happens with new Christians. They start off on fire for Jesus. Love Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then someone will throw a little deception or they'll read a little deception out there. And you can get tripped up unbeknowingly. You can get start tripped up with this fine-sounding argument that is fine-sounding and absolutely 100% wrong. You see, the enemy, he's logical. The enemy is not illogical. The enemy is logical. He will lie, he will, he will reason you right away from Jesus if we aren't careful. He will he the enemy will reason you and feel. But I feel good, I feel it's like the right thing to do. Yeah, it may feel like it's the right thing to do, but it's wrong. <laughs> I can tell you, every time I go to the refrigerator. It feels right to eat another scoop of ice cream. It feels right. It feels right. But then I step on the scales and I was like, dude, that was wrong. That was so wrong. (laughs) Verse 6. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. Live in him. Rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. That's the fruitful, joyful life in Jesus. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sharing this so that people that are, you know, maybe haven't found the new page can find it. So, thanks. Got to help each other. Got to help each other with this technology thing. Verse 8. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Watch out for those people who are trying to take you captive by philosophies that make a lot of sense. But they depend on human human reason. They depend on elemental forces of this world, basically the, the, the mytho- mythology of that day. They're based on those things and rather than on Christ, who is the rock. Verse 9, for in Christ, where, who, where, where's all this coming from? It's in Christ. In Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Look, if you want to know more about God, it's all in Jesus. That's what Paul's saying. Paul's saying. You want to know more about God? The fullness, all the fullness of the deity dwells in Jesus. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. You're not going to find out anything about God that's true outside of Jesus. It's all in Jesus. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. So you're going to find out all about God. You're going to find out all about yourself. He's going to bring you to fullness. He's going to bring you. You're going to become the best version of yourself. So if you want to know all about God, it's in Jesus. If you want to become the best version of yourself, you'll find it in Jesus. Yes. Yes. It might just be the cold talking, but that's that's a good word right there. Told y'all I got a cold, man. It's true. Verse 9. No, I already said that. Verse 10. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. In him, you are also circumcised with a circumcision, not performed by human hands, but your heart. Your heart was circumcised. Your, Your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Wow. Yeah. Paul's likening our salvation to baptism here, right? Buried with Christ and raised to new life. Just as Jesus was dead and buried and raised through the power of the resurrection. Verse 13. You were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. So we were once dead, separated from God, but God made us alive in Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Thanks be to God. He forgave all your sins, nailed it to the cross. Freed us from our legal indebtedness to God. Verse 15, having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. That's awesome. Paul's um, showing the, the irony of the cross. The irony of the cross was that people who hung on the cross were a public spectacle they were an embarrassment. They were, uh, humanly speaking, they were an embarrassment. They were to be uh, uh, held with disdain and scorn. Those that those criminals that hung on crosses. And Paul says, <clears throat> Jesus, ironically enough, has made a public spectacle not of himself. But Christ has made a public spectacle of all powers and authorities by triumphing over them by the cross. (laughs) Yeah. The, uh, The spectacle was not Jesus. The spectacle that was being triumphed was the powers and authorities of this world that Jesus was crushing under his feet. Praise God verse 16 therefore do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink see that's what other people say well you know, you know what you know why you're not remember desperation you get in a difficult spot people say they'll they'll lay up some fine out fine uh, tuned arguments. Uh, or they'll, you know, they'll start saying, they'll throw some legalism at you. Oh, you know what you need to do? If you really want God to move on your behalf, you really want to get in touch with God, well, you need to stop this, stop that, do this, do that, stop, 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 stop eating meat, stop doing this, stop going there, stop, celebrate this ho- this holiday, you know, do-do-do-do-do-do. And you got a long list of things you got to start doing to earn God's approval. Watch this. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink. It's not about what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration or a sabbath day, you got to worship on this day and not this day. You got to go to this festival or this one. If you really want to get close to God, if you really mean it, you got to do all these things. Paul says, "Ah, oh, don't let anyone judge you by that by that craziness. These are a shadow of the things to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Yes don't let anyone who delights in false humility and worship of angels disqualify you. Don't don't let anybody tell you you got to have this little angel on your dash. You got to have this little thing in your yard. You got to have this little thing on your roof. You got to have this little thing in your workplace. You got to have all these little trinkets. No. Those are all shadows of what is real and what is real is Christ. So don't let anybody who, who delights in false humility trip trip you up. Such a person also goes into great detail about what they have seen. Oh, I so saw this. God did this. I saw this. I saw this. I saw this in the spirit. I saw this in the spirit. Man, you got to be careful with people who are always seeing things in the spirit. You know what I'm saying? There's some people, God always told them something. God told me. God showed me. God told me. Man, you got to be careful with people who God showed me. God told me people. Sometimes they just got an upset stomach. <laughs> uh, especially, especially if God told me, God, God showed me something about you. Wait, why, wait, why, why ain't God just showing you, telling you something about your own self? Why you guys, why you guys show you, tell you about me? Sometimes just not just. Sometimes just bad feta. (laughs) You know what God told me? God told me you ate some bad feta. God told me, God showed me. Oh, my goodness they're puffed up with idle notions about their unspiritual mind verse 19 they have lost connection with the head from the whole body supported and held together by his ligaments and sinews grows as god causes it to grow these people that are super spiritual they got all those super they this this fake wisdom that they claim to have they've become disconnected with jesus the head verse 20 <laughs> Since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why? As though you were still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? You're free, man. Galatians. Read the book of Galatians, right? We read it before. You're free. Do not submit to its rules. Do not. This is what they were saying. This is, this is, this is what the, uh, the the opponents of Colossae were saying. Uh, those who were trying to show them up, they were saying these things. Do not handle. Do not touch. Uh, do not taste. Do not touch. These rules which have to do with the things that are all destined to perish with use are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom. It has appearance of wisdom. Oh, you see how wise we are? Because we have a big list of rules, which means we're spiritual. Well, We know lots of things. It has an appearance of spirituality. It has an appearance of wisdom. They have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatments of the body. They lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. So if they're so great, then why why, why are these people still running wild like like crazy people? Why, why, why are they partying like maniacs? Why? Right, just tell me. Tell me that. Man, that's the end of chapter two. Paul reminds us over and over that we're in Christ. We don't have to chase after all these things anymore. Right? He forgave our sins, he canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailed it to the cross. He's the disarm the powers and authorities. He made a public spectacle of them. You're free. Everything that you need, everything that we need is in Jesus. So we can rest in him. We can we can push into him. All the fullness of God dwells in him. You want to know about, we want to know more about God. That's why we do this morning prayer. That's why we do this daily podcast. We want to know more about God. So we push into Jesus. We want to know him, know his heart, know what the word says about him. And in so doing, we'll find out more about ourselves. Because we'll find out who we are. The best version of ourselves is in Jesus. The more we become more like him. All right, you guys. Great to have you on here. Uh, Thanks for sharing this. You know what we do? We read, we pray, change the world. So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for today. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for the privilege that we have to gather um, and uh, read your word. Have some fun. Be stretched and pushed and challenged by your word. God, we thank you for it. We pray that we would become uh, not only hearers of the word, but doers of the word, word as well. Lord, help us not to be tripped up by fine-sounding arguments, uh, Lord, that we wouldn't be tripped up by superstition, uh, that we wouldn't be tripped up by a strict legalism, all that sound, all of the, all of which sound wise, but in the end are foolish if they are lacking you. Um, so Lord, we want more of you, and uh, Lord, help us to discover more about ourselves um, so that we can... Um, we can put the best version of ourselves forward, Lord. I pray for my friends today, whatever they're going through, whatever they're facing. Um, Lord, may you bless them and keep them, encourage them. Lord, thank you for carrying us through the storm. Thank you that Elsa, uh, this tropical storm, uh, dissipated, and as it continues to travel towards the east, we pray that you would keep people safe who are in her path. And um, Lord, we uh, we just give you uh, honor and grace for your protection and provision. Lord, may you bless each one today, whatever they or in need of whatever is on their hearts, whether it's for themselves or their loved ones. May you meet each need according to your abundant riches in glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you for sharing this, for subscribing to the podcast. Thank you for writing your review of the podcast. Many of you on different um, outlets, including Apple, have taken time to write a review. I appreciate that, man. That's awesome. But uh, thank you for being a part of this. Uh, We will be back at it tomorrow with Colossians chapter 3. Hope to see you then. God bless. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends.